0: Sam Pets Radio, Australia's Callers Podcast Network.
1: Hi, everybody, welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. My name, Andrew Levins. His name, John Valenzuela.
2: Hell yes, good to see Levens. How you doing,
1: buddy? Look what like lookwise, lookwise man, <laughs> who I record every podcast with. We're gonna talk about indie games today, and I can't wait.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still hung up on lookwise. What the I, said, fuck? I said,
1: I said obviously, I said lookwise, man.
2: Oh, right. okay, yeah. I thought it was likewise. I don't know. Anyway. Another great podcast opening.
1: One of the one of the best.
2: Brought to you by Michael Transactions.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, so this episode, I'm going to be talking about a game I, f- I've, I just finished and a game I also just started. Oh, wow. Um, those games are Sable and Hua, respectively. How about you, John?
2: Uh, I will be talking about uh, the f- now full release of Inscription. I spoke about the demo a couple of weeks ago during Steam NextFest. And the full game is finally here, and I've been giving it a bit of a burn. I will also be talking about a game I just picked up. It's not super new. Uh, I think it's been out a month or two, but it's called Unmetal. Uh, And I'm very excited to talk about both games because I am thoroughly enjoying both of them.
1: Awesome. Well, before we get into the reviews of the games, we have a follow-up email from uh, someone who emailed us last week called Jamison. Oh, of course, Jamison sent uh, my favorite uh, title of an email ever which is Levin's is no expert, and this week we get I'm no expert either. It's up to John now. Oh God, no! <laughs> uh, now, of course, Jameson, uh wrote in last week to correct me uh, when I said that uh, when I said that uh, I can't, I said made a comment about Castlevania not really being as important in the conversation about met in, in, in like the, the Metroidvania genre is like super Metroid is like the pinnacle of that. Even though Symphony of the night is also pinnacle. It was inspired by super Metroid and developers have said as much. Um, and, uh, uh, like semi correctly, uh, pointed out that, uh, that Castlevania 2 has Metroidvania elements in them, uh, and and came out many years before Super Metroid. So look, it, it's 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 a murky water, but uh, the definitely unmurky uh, part of the water is when Jamison said that um, Capcom did a great job working on those Castlevania games. And of course, hey, he had to get roasted. Yes. Because we all know it was Konami who did that. And so Jamison wrote back and said, As soon as you corrected me, I remembered all the time Psycho Mantis commented on the Konami games on my memory card. Well, I did say I was old, so my memory isn't what it once was. But hey, Mega Man is good too. No argument from me there. Love well, Mega but- Man. There we go. Um, While I can't speak for all the other fossils, I work way too many hours in farming, but it does mean I get to listen to a lot of podcasts. Being a judgmental old bastard, I've grown tired of too many to count, including the big-named ones from magazines and websites devoted to our favorite hobby. You guys, though, and the rest of the Sandspants family have become a staple in my week. You love games, and it comes through in your recordings. I can hear the excitement you both feel at sharing your discoveries with the listener. You don't have a need to add silly segments or games to keep us coming back. Whether we agree or disagree with your thoughts, it's the joy you have for gaming that we share that will keep me refreshing with my feed for the newest episode. All of that is why I've become a Patreon supporter of yours. Maybe I might even check out the Discord to see my roasting. Probably not, though. I lost interest in chat rooms in the day of AOL, while I'm not sure about the fortnight, I'm glad to hear you're flossing. If you take care of your teeth, they will take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> from Jamison.
2: <laughs> All right, e- email of the year from Jamison. Yeah, um, I know. Just
1: two, two of the two absolute bangers. Yeah, um, thank you very much, Jamison, for uh, for two emails, uh, two in two in as many weeks. Plus for uh, signing up to our Patreon, um, in, in spite of me calling you an old cunt last week. <laughs> <laughs> If only everyone could take that word so lightly. Yeah. Um, if you would like to uh, to join uh, the, our Patreon, uh, you can. You get bonus episodes every month um, and access to our Discord com- community. All you need to do is go to Patreon.com/allthesmallgames. And of course, there are two tiers. One of them is the regular five-dollar tier. Gets you all of the content, the bonus content, and access to the Discord community. Um, that's you know everything you could want is there. Or you could sign up for the ten-dollar tier. Ten-dollar tier gets you uh, the bonus episodes, access to the Discord, and John, We have to sing a song to whoever signs up at the $10 level live on the episode True Guess what? Jamison
2: took the 10 Yeah. Yep What a legend
1: uh, So are we going to do it now or are we going to do it at the end of the episode?
2: Let's, let's do it at the end of the episode great, great teaser to get people to go all the way through to the end Okay, so definitely listen you, to the end of this
1: episode because we're going to sing at the end of
2: it If you hear me typing frantically, I'm trying to work out lyrics Excellent. What rhymes uh, with sun?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get into the reviews um, um, of, of the games we've been playing. Um, I am, I'm very excited to talk about Sable.
2: You know, um, f- friggin' kick us off, man. You uh, you took Sable down. I think that's a worthy achievement that needs we have had a, yeah, first we, up discussion. We,
1: We've had an up and down relationship with this game um, Both of us have uh, experienced uh, Quibbles and bugs uh, Some far more so than others John can't even play it now because His uh, controller won't connect to Sable for some reason it's, I've never ever heard of that happening in a game Which is it's so crazy
2: bizarre It's also the weirdest thing is If I hold both bumper buttons and both triggers It brings up the build information In the bottom right corner of the screen Like what version I'm on All that kind of stuff so clearly the controller is registering in the game It's just not allowing me to move my character around I haven't gone back since since this issue was cropped up I don't know if there's been an update or anything I might check it soon But at the same time there are so many games on my plate at the moment That I really want to play That that might take a while
1: Yeah, well look I knew that Sable was going to be one of my favourite games of the year And I thought, well out of respect I should have, at the very least get 100 percent completion uh yes in the achievements and so yeah you, while, while you can like of course this is a, a a game about a young girl named sable who leaves her village um as she becomes a young woman um and rite of passage as you become when you become an adult in this game is you go out on a uh your gliding journey in which you uh basically explore and and like discover all different things in the, in the lands that's around your village. Um, and you get badges that you can then trade for masks. Then you uh, collect all these different masks. Actually, as soon as you have just one mask, you can bring it back to your town and you can do your gliding ceremony. Um, and that will forever be what you, your, your kind of your job is, I guess the mask represents your line of work. Mm. Um, so, I yeah I could have finished it weeks ago, um, but I decided I wanted to collect all of the masks, and not only that wanted to do wanted to pop all the trophies because I've never done that. Not, they don't even call the trophies on the Xbox achievements. Mm-hmm. I've never done hundred percent achievements, and I knew that this was one was within my grasp because this isn't a particularly difficult game. There were a few challenging moments in this, but not on a level of. Like you know, an Ori in the Will of the Wisps, which is like play the entire level on hard mode without dying once in less than two hours. Yeah, that ain't happening. No. Team Moon Studios or whoever you are. Yeah, um, Moon Studios. Moon um, Studios. I'm never. I'm ne- it's, it's never happening. But um, Sable was a relatively simple 100 percent completion, and more importantly, besides like one achievement, like pretty fulfilling uh, and and pretty like. I never really got became mindless or frustrating sure. um, uh, however, the game did throw many bugs at me um I will list a few of them um okay there was one the most annoying bug was that whenever I visited one of the the wrecked spaceships that you that you visit on throughout mm-hmm. the map um there's quite a few of them on the map um there is a soundtrack element um when you visit the soundtrack when you visit the spaceships, which is like a uh I almost feel like it's almost a like guitar feedback. It's kind of like like someone hitting their thumb on a on an electric guitar on like the the body of it, and it picks up the kind of the vibrations through the amp. Sure. So it was like ka-doom, 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 ka-doom. and that would just stay with me for the rest of my game until I oh. reset reset the game. No matter where I visited, no matter what other music was playing over the top, we would just have this like haunting like guitar feedback <laughs> pickup noise. That was that was quite creepy, especially when I was exploring some of the like the weirder areas. It definitely made it all the more kind of spooky. Um, Right. But was mostly just frustrating. Um, Another one happened where like I would be playing for a while and then I wouldn't be able to change my clothes or masks. They would just like nothing would happen when I selected them in the menu. Um, Right. Very interesting one with my wallet. Um, as in, like the like my, the funds that display how much money you have in, on you um, at the time, uh, it would stay the same number, but would I would then get like an equation above it, so it would say like minus four hundred plus two hundred, and <laughs> that would just be on the screen the entire time I was playing. Um, I had many fuck? multiple like uh, like the ground disappeared multiple times because you can um like I would I would warp somewhere. Um, and instead of, like, warping to the location, I would just warp into a pink void, and Sable would just be, like, falling indefinitely until I reset. Um, And then sometimes she would, like, I would reset, or, like, you know, re-warp to a different zone, and, um, yeah, there would be no floor. So you would fall through the floor and catch the bottom, I guess the... The rocks are 3D shapes that continue their formation into the right. ground. So, I'd have to climb back up to the ground. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, there are lots and lots of bugs in this game. But in spite of that, I never... I fought through them all the time. None of them were, like, frustrating. They were always kind of amusing and, or, like, a bit baffling. The bike... The closest ones that came, like, genuinely frustrating was my bike, which sometimes just, like, refused to come to me. You can call your bike to you. Um and it would just wouldn't come to me and then I go fine I'll go find it and its location would change on the map the closer I got to it oh. so it would just be like now it's over here now it's over there, it's over there.
2: amazing um, I mean look super frustrating but also amazing
1: yeah but look ShedWorks the guys who develops uh, this game um, of course published by Raw Fury they have they have published a, a link where you can submit bugs oh thank God just, okay I might just submit this episode yeah. <laughs> Um, But, look, I would still absolutely recommend Sable. It's one of my favorite games of the year. The level of exploration and, like, very cool storytelling they do through, like, conversations you have with different people you meet throughout the lands or just kind of, like... Yeah, because like the, you, you, they are telling the story of what happened before your people um, populated this world. So that's what all the crashed spaceships are about. Right. And you are learning about why those spaceships crashed and what their plans were uh, through, like, black box recordings that you find as you uh, find new spaceships. Um, there's a lot of great storytelling mechanisms in this game. And that kind of seeing something at the top of a of a mountain that you're like oh, can I climb on that up, up there I, I guess I'm going to try and as soon when you when you you, you always get rewarded when as yeah. soon as you climb up something there's always a little reward up there or a big one
2: often um, a chum egg did you find all the chum eggs
1: so that is the one achievement that I'd hated doing um, and was a lot when I left till last um yeah the it's the it's the it's Sable's get equivalent of um of Kurok seeds Kurok yeah. seeds from Breath of the Wild but I feel like Breath of the Wild it was like you, you You never really, like, it was always quite easy to find as many as the game needed you to find to upgrade your, was it armor? I can't remember what you upgrade using your Korok seeds for. Oh, you know, it was your inventory. That's what it was. The more Korok seeds you found, when you took it back to the Korok king, he expanded your inventory. Sure. uh, In this game, Sable... You find 20 Chum Eggs, you take it back to the Chum Queen. The Chum Queen cries a tear, which then uh, increases your stamina. So, I mean, a, a lot of it is very influenced by Breath of the Wild. If you liked that same uh, combination of exploration and wonder and discovery, uh, Sable has that uh, without any combat. So, it's actually a good one to play with someone younger. Yeah. Who maybe is put off by how difficult Breath of the Wild can be.
2: Inquiring minds want to know, Levens, what mask did you choose in the end?
1: So yeah the whole the whole thing is like you 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 know you're you're meeting all these people you're going to these different lands and you're doing these different missions for people that wear certain masks so maybe you will climb all, all the cartographers um uh air balloons and they give you a pin each time you meet them and then maybe you want to become a cartographer so you would wear that mask to your gliding ceremony and choose that as your uh, as your future um you there are um uh, mechanists um, basically, they're the people that tend to your bike, um, and they kind of like the besides your grandmother who you live in the, your, your village with, the strongest connect relationship you have with someone in that village is a mechanist, and she kind of gives you kind of stories about people that you that you might meet on your journeys. Um, but part of me, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I put well over 20 hours in disable. Um, and, I, you know, there, there were some quite beautiful moments of, of dialogue and story that Sable uh, encountered as I was uh, playing as her. And I thought, how funny would it be after all that that I decide to stick with um, the scrapper mask? Uh, all the scrapper does is sit below one of the cities and you bring him your scrap metal and then he gives you money. <laughs> And right. that that is considered a noble profession that that Sable should should be honoured to take up uh, in this game was very amusing to me. Um, you can also come across like a bunch of weird masks by doing missions or discovering them. that the, the best coolest weirdest place that I discovered was um, the Worm, um, which is spelled Y R. Uh, W-Y-R-M and basically you climb up into the mouth of this big dead worm and inside is like this big like Zelda-like dungeon um, with these weird gross puzzles where you have to basically throw an egg into a pool of green water and then the room fills up or um, with water so you can c- c- proceed to a, a higher level and... Mm-hmm. Um, It was so funny So gross And then when you get down to the bottom Your reward is a a worm mask Which is made from dead baby worms Oh boy And you take it off the corpse Of someone else who was wearing it And like when (laughs) I I did consider putting that on And then Sable reminded me All the things She was like Here are the three things I know about this mask One It drove the last person To wear it crazy Two I had to peel it off His dead corpse And three It's made of dead baby worms And I was (laughs) like Okay Maybe Maybe I'll reload my save And see what happens If I choose this but I, I went with Mechanist because I think, as far as sure. like, uh, connections you make with other characters and the importance of your bike to this game, and you know, like the, the the Mechanist from your village is like, oh, there are some nights where I could I could hear your your bike purring in the distance, and I was like, oh yeah, that, that sounds like a good useful trade to take up. So, yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah,
2: that's that's a good call. Interesting. And do you think the game sticks the landing?
1: Yeah, yeah, man, I, I love this game. Like the fact that like I. I got 100 of 165 chum eggs that's the that's the amount that um that, uh, that 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 you that you need to pop the final trophy get the final amount of stamina you also then get awarded a uh, a chum mask um, which uh, makes a sound whenever you go near a chum egg that you haven't discovered yet. Ah, Would I was wondering if they do, do something other. like that. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Breath of the Wild did their equivalent of that with the Korok Seed Mask, um, but they released it as DLC, which is especially cruel.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, but uh, there, there were just parts of this of this game, like the Badlands, which is a part that I don't think you ever got to explore. You're basically crawling up these enormous bridges made of. Um, dinosaur bones basically
2: yeah no i haven't Um, reached there yet that's that
1: that was one of the coolest parts of the game again like going through the dead worm uh loving loving all that stuff and probably stuff that i will one day want to revisit like there are clunky moments but
2: that adds to the charm and mystery of this very cool and weird game i loved it i look i i have my fingers desperately crossed that that I will not have to restart my save game, Mm -hmm. that they will patch what's wrong with my game and I can keep playing it because it was just heartbreaking. I was so taken in again by it. Yeah, You know, looking past technical issues and then to just be like felled by the uber technical issue. I was like, oh man, come on.
1: Oh, you do get a lovely, a lovely song by uh, Tokyo Breakfast at the end. Japanese
2: Breakfast. Damn it, Japanese
1: <laughs> Breakfast. At least I didn't say a different country. <laughs> yeah, Lithuanian
2: Breakfast really killed that soundtrack. God, I love that soundtrack. I really want to get the vinyl for it.
1: Um, yeah, I want to actually go, go into it now just as like, something to listen to as I as drive or whatever.
2: Even the, um, the menu song... Is amazing as well. Yeah, well, that's one of my favorites in the game. Like,
1: but, I, I will say that musically, it never reaches the heights that you um, that you hit when uh, you actually leave your village yeah, for the first it's time. Um, but uh, there's there's some great moments. Just uh, make sure you don't have the weird, uh, repetitive droning sound of of feedback in the background as you uh, as you listen to the, to the good parts of the soundtrack. Sure,
2: it could yeah, happen
1: to anyone, man. So that's stable. Um, it's available on PC and Xbox, and I recommend it to everybody.
2: Hell yeah! Same here. With uh, I mean, look, it's it's one of those things where it's like if it sounds like your kind of game, but the, the bugs are making you hesitant, give it a month. They're, you know, Shedworks are working on fixing all the little foibles that are happening with the game, so it's only getting more stable by the day. But stable, stable. But do not uh, do not let the bugs keep you away from playing this game. Don't no, be, definitely. I like, don't, I don't think any of them were, them
1: were that bad. Like obviously it would have been great if they weren't there at all, but it's a sure. small team. And, and no, no, no,
2: that's, that's entirely yeah. what I'm saying is like, if you're like, ew bugs. No, I, I only play games that are fully stable. Like God damn it.
1: Play games that are fully stable.
2: Yeah. Like exactly. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's stable. I think, Hmm. I think I shall kick my pair of reviews off with inscription. Uh, inscription. You reviewed
1: the demo of this a while ago, didn't you?
2: Yes, yeah. a couple About three weeks ago, I think, when I did my Steam Next Fest, I uh, reviewed a few demos from that. Uh, one of them was Inscription. So Inscription is uh, a game made by Daniel Mullins Games, uh, who is known previously for the games Pony Island and The Hex and published by Devolver Digital. I believe it is PC only at the moment. Oh, but it could be... Nope, it's on Mac as well. And what else it's... is it on? Yeah, we go. Linux. Let, there... <laughs> Let me get there, man. I'm building to it. Um, yeah, so it's on all, all computing platforms. Um, unknown at the moment if it's going to make its way to console. Uh, it definitely feels like the sort of thing that would just live on computer. But Inscription is a like a kind of a collectible card game, battler, rogu- roguelike kind of thing. Uh, but at the same time, so much more on top of that. It's um, it's kind of light on... Like, it's very hard to tell you what the plot of the game is, but basically you are in a... You as the character in this shack, sitting across the table from the, the master of the game, who is just a pair of kind of glowing eyes in the darkness, uh, and the only other part of... I'm going to say him that you see... Are his hands, which occasionally you can see, like will lift a mask up to its face when it's, you know, when it's doing, um, uh, you know, playing a character in one of the, the boss fights uh, that you do, or reaching across the table to grab you when you die. Uh, so you are playing this game with him that is very similar, like it's it's very similar in structure to Slay the Spire, where you are essentially on a journey. Throughout your journey here, you have various stops. It, you know, like in in Slay the Spy, there were there were merchants, there were um, campfires and that kind of thing, and battles as well. Uh, so it's very similar in this. You are, you are journeying through... I think your initial journey is through the woods. The second stage of the game is through the wetlands. I haven't made it past the wetlands yet. The battles get pretty difficult there. mm mm-hmm. uh, the the card game so you know you have these little stops the the card game itself is a very interesting take on a card battler you have four lanes in which you can play a car, in which you can play your cards your 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 um your cards consist of animals essentially like wolves coyotes stoats stink bugs like there's there's snakes there's birds there's insects there's there's like Deer and elk and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of um, uh, animals that you'd associate with kind of the American frontier. There's definitely sort of an American frontier element to this game, but at the same time, it's so you know you have four lanes that you can play your cards in. In order to play cards, you need to have blood to sacrifice for them. So you you have two draw piles. One is just um, uh, squirrels and one of your various other animals. You can choose to pull from squirrels or your other animals at any turn. To get blood, you have to sacrifice an animal. So you you start by putting a squirrel down, you sacrifice the squirrel, it will get you one one drop of blood. You can then use that to play any, um, any one drop of blood cost card. Uh, and then, you know, you play that each you play that and then the next round for instance you can drop a squirrel kill both of the cards you have and use those to get a a two blood drop card uh, essentially so there's all these kinds of like figuring out the cost of the cards how much do you want to like you might have a very high value card that you want to play but is it worth sacrificing all the animals that you have currently on the on the board to get that card in especially with four lanes Your opponent could be attacking across multiple lanes, and so you're constantly doing this strategic balance of like, okay, is it worth putting that card into play, etc. There's also any time a card of yours dies, you get bones from it, and there's a whole group of animals that cost bones instead of blood. Um, So the card game itself is like strategically very interesting. I'd say almost more interesting than than Slay the Spire. Yeah, cool. Like, Slave Aspire does a lot of stuff where you can uh, stitch together all these combos based on the cards you're playing, whereas this is much more about, like, controlling the board itself, looking at what powers that your, your animals may have, that kind of thing. So the actual card game element is really fun and interesting, and the stops that you have along the way on your journey um, tie into this really kind of eerie frontier theme, like... There's one where you, one of the stops is you come across a, a sort of s- s- like stone structure where you sacrifice one card and you can take the power or the, the power-up that that card has and apply it to another card. Um, there's there's one, it's a campfire and the people around the campfire are like, hey, bring one of your animals here to sleep and it will increase its power. But there's the sort of the people around the campfire are hungry and it's always suggested that if you're not careful, they'll eat your animal instead of powering it up. Like, It's got a lot of this kind of eerie grotesqueness to it in a way, um, especially with the masks that the, um, the Games Master keeps putting on. Above that, you can actually stand up from the table you're sitting at and make your way around this little cabin that you're in. And there are all these kind of like escape room puzzles in the um you know scattered throughout this 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 shack so like there's a safe and i think i spoke when i was talking about the demo you discover the um the the combination for this safe by looking in the encyclopedia for the game which tells you about what all the powers do and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so you know i opened that and managed to get like a, a new card that got added to my my roster whenever i play the game Um, there's, you know, there's, there, there's a series of puzzles where it's like, you need to work out where to put cards to, to get the maximum amount of damage done, for instance. Uh, oh, I just remembered it. Like the way the game is that when you're playing the actual cards itself, the way it's scored is whenever you get a hit on your opponent, there's a set of scales next to the table. Whenever you get a hit on your opponent, a tooth drops into... (laughs) scale on their side and whenever you get hit a tooth drops in on your side so the battle is this constantly seesawing like oh you know he might have gotten three hits on me but if i put four on him i'll be one better than i was before there are items that you can have uh while playing it might be like some of them are like a squirrel card in a bottle so you can get like an extra squirrel card without having to draw it from your pile You know, a fan, like a hand fan, that means all, for one round, all of your creatures have the flying ability, which means they can attack over anything that's in front of them and hit the other opponent directly. One of the items you can get is a pair of pliers. And if you're in a desperate situation... You can use them... And your character will pull one of their own teeth out... And add it to the opponent's <laughs> scale... So there's just like... There's a lot of really weird, creepy stuff in this game... That adds to the atmosphere... And makes it really kind of interesting... If you lose your game... The, the Games Master drags you into a room... And is like... As I explained on the previous... Uh, when I talked about it previously... Before you are... Before you are killed by him he creates a card, a memento card for you. So it's like you choose the cost of your card. Like He'll he'll give you cards from your deck and be like, choose the cost. And it might be like one drop of blood or two bones and you pick which one you want. And then it's like, right, which of these cards power and health do you want? So you pick which one you want. Which special ability do you want? Array of cards, you pick the one you want. Right, tell me your name, type a name in. He's like, okay, last thing, I need a photo for this card. So he snaps a picture of you with this old camera and then the next re- the next playthrough you have your card will show up in your deck so the card of the previous dead person. Now this was all interesting now that I'm playing the full game there are all these things I'm starting to see that I was missing before or you know wasn't in the demo. Uh, so one thing I mentioned about the demo is that some of your cards talk to you. Uh, the stoat talks to you and the stink bug talks to you and they talk to each other and they talk about how, like, we need to stop this guy. This needs to end. Is you this guy
1: to... you? Or...
2: No, the, the games master. It's right. like we need to we need to break this cycle essentially. Um, and often, like, if you like, for instance, you'll play the stoat on the board and the stoat will comment on like, oh, total misplay. Or like, that was bad card placement and all this kind of stuff. Over, I've played maybe three three to five playthroughs over these playthroughs, the picture on the Stoat card and the Stinkbug card have started changing. The Stoat is starting to get a more like rectangular head and muscular neck while the Stinkbug is starting to look like a person. Like there are all these like weird, creepy things that just are happening gradually in the game. Like I noticed one of the playthroughs I had recently, there was a Memento card in there, but it wasn't one of mine. It was hmm. someone, someone called Louie. and I'm just like, where'd this card come from? I didn't create this card. Who's, who's died before me playing this game? Like, this is this is a strong contender on the game of the year list. Like, I'm crazy. I Can you bur- see it
1: like taking off the same way Slater Spire did?
2: Um, it's difficult because I don't think it has the same. Slay the Spire is all about like finishing your run all the way, and then going back and starting as like a new, um, a new class or something like that, or trying different metas. Whereas this, I think, is a more straightforward like you you are trying to battle through to the end of this, and mm-hmm. once you make it that far, that's the end of the game essentially. Yeah, right. Like cool. this is this is a game that has a definitive narrative end, as opposed to Slay the Spire which is built for replay, essentially. So I think it will have, like, it it won't become something that Slay the Spire fans are like, oh, sweet, this will be my next addiction for, you know, this will be my addiction for the next year or two. But I think if you are a Slay the Spire fan, I think it's such an interesting take on what Slay the Spire, as far as I'm aware, originated, that I wholeheartedly recommend this as a, you know, collectible card, roguelike battler, to anyone that, that counts Slay the Spire as one of their favorite games. Um, the cool. game the Very game exciting. itself is like fairly easy to learn, but there's so much nuance within it that you can like the strategic elements of it you can build on for ages and ages.
1: Yeah, Unreal. Awesome.
2: And just that atmosphere. Oh so so fascinating, so creepy, so chilling. And I think the sort of meta-narrative around it is that you are playing a game that someone, f- like, found a disc of. Because the game kind of starts with, like, you hear a voice going like, oh, let's see what's on this disc. And then inscription boots up and you you, you can't start a new game. You can only continue. So clearly this is, like, the, the meta-narrative is this is something that's been going on for a while and right. and finding out how you kind of fit into that is like, I think this is this is going to be one of those games that I'll be like, same with you and Sable and a couple, and like Zookeeper World. I'll be doing updates on this game for a few weeks to come.
1: Yeah, fantastic.
2: And I'd love the it if I, I, I just Sable sound, and Zookeeper World. I, I just sound more and more unhinged as I as I like. <laughs> oh my god, I have reached the third stage, man, and you won't believe it. Is <laughs> it like? I can't see my wife's face without her bleeding now. What's going on, man? This is crazy. <laughs> like, just losing my mind as I talk about it. That would be fun. Um, but, yeah, so Inscription, it's out on uh, whatever, whatever flavor of personal computer that you, uh, you happen to own or enjoy. Uh, published by Devolver and made by Daniel Mullins Games.
1: Unreal. Well, we've got two more games to talk about on this episode, but first we're going to hear a word from our sponsor.
0: Here's a cool fact. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Thank you so much, dear sponsors. And now it's time for me to talk about a game called Hua, which is spelt H-O-A and uh, is a Vietnamese word for flower. Um, this is a game that was uh, developed by a, Jap- uh, sorry, a Vietnamese um, studio called Scrollcat Studio um, and published by PM Studios, Beijing, Zongdian Boya Technology Company Limited. Um, Hua is a very, very peaceful, beautifully like hand-painted um, art platformer um, in which you play as, I guess she's like a little flower princess, Um, And something horrible has happened to her and her family many years ago And it's her returning to where she grew up And awakening these kind of animal spirits um, In this beautiful, um, you know, lush green world And uh, each spirit teaches her how to do do a new ability And you progress further and further into like the the, the forest, I guess Um, I've been playing this with the kids uh, each morning this week before school um, we play about half an hour each morning and uh, so far we've awakened three animal spirits. Um, they have been... First it was a, like a caterpillar kind of bug thing. Then there was a... Uh, I can't remember. It was, it was two beautiful and uh, un- unforgettable animals. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, platforming is really, really simple. Um, The first thing you unlock is a double jump. You're basically making your way through trees and jumping on leaves and uh, you've got to find butterflies that kind of give you more power that then they can, then they can awaken these new abilities within you. Um, And I've seen a lot of people Describing this As a Studio Ghibli-esque Platformer And it absolutely is To look at And most excitingly To listen to Because the entire soundtrack Is all piano based And it sounds Just like Joe Hisashi Who uh, is responsible For all of the fantastic uh, Studio Ghibli um, Soundtracks Um, I actually Like when whenever we're in the city And it gets late And it's time to drive home With the kids in the car The sleepy music I put on Is a live solo Piano concert That uh, Joe Hisashi did Where he played a bunch of Ghibli hits, and nice. this is very evocative of those the, the similar, beautiful me- me- melodies. Um, and it's so nice and calm, and it reminds me a little bit of uh, of, of Gree, um, GRIS, sure. the Devolver yep. game that was a kind of like just like artistic platformer that wasn't particularly challenging at any point. Uh, but this is even more relaxing than that. This is a, just a nice, calm uh, game that. It's good for um, I'm, I'm archie's playing a great deal of it he's seven and not amazing at platforming yet but this is the first time he's you know having to nail the double jump to get over certain parts um you have to interact with different different bugs so a rhinoceros beetle um if once you awaken wake him up he'll like follow you around and you can jump off his back um to get 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 access to higher spots that you need to get to at one point you come across like a, a an arena where there are all these rhino battles. Watching these two rhino beetles um, engaged in like a almost, I guess what like um, like elk do, where they like fight with their oh, antlers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, and whichever one you jump off the back of, they start to win.
2: Oh, okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's, and all it is is just a mechanic to like have something that you can jump off of to get onto the next rock. But it, it's it's so much effort has gone into making this game look as beautiful as possible, and I don't think it's about you know length or, or challenge. It just is this really sweet, well made experience by um, a pretty small team in Vietnam. I feel like this is the first Vietnamese game. Uh, we've spoken about on the podcast, unless we happen to mention Flappy Bird in conversation, because
2: I know that was Vietnamese made too. <laughs> Funny, like complete aside here, but I I hopped on the uh, the e shop yesterday, and you do you do you remember Onion Games? Yeah,
1: yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They have like a Flappy Bird game that's either out or coming out, where you like you're, you you're a guy in a town and you need to kiss everybody in the town. Yes. I've seen that. I've seen that yeah.
1: before. I think it's an old one of theirs. I'm supporting it to switch. That's hilarious.
2: Yeah. Wild. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah.
1: Um, look, Hua is available um, at the moment on, uh, PlayStation four and windows. And, um, I don't know. It's on, Sw- I mean, playing it on switch. I think it's on everything, but, sure. um, yeah, it looks, it looks really good on switch. I, mean, I imagine there might be a few like moments where the frame rate dips, but um, uh, this is probably going to be a relatively short game too, but I, don't th- I think that just means it won't overstay its welcome. Great. Love to see it. Absolutely.
2: So that was Hua. Um, Hua, indeed. Hua. Uh, I keep thinking of Al Pacino. Hua! <laughs> um, right, so the other game I have to talk about, and this was a bit of a... This, this kind of hit me by surprise, this one. I saw it on the, uh, on the eShop. And I think I saw a trailer for it during one of the conventions that happened earlier this year. It's called Unmetal. Uh, Unmetal is developed by a, a guy looks to be a solo developer who goes by the name Unepic, uh, working out of Barcelona in Spain. Oh, uh,
1: I remember talking about this one. This is the um, the Metal Gear Solid parody game.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. So basically, the, the best way I would have to describe this is... It's like a combination of Metal Gear Solid, the movie Hot Shots, and the movie <laughs> Magruba. <laughs> Cause you are like you, you, there. There's a large stealth element to it, but there is also a little bit of like combining items that you find to 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 do certain things in the game. That's fun. So, Unmetal is about this guy called Jesse Fox who uh, was imprisoned by a team of commandos for a crime that he didn't commit uh, and then subsequently like, escaped from jail in a Russian attack helicopter, is shot down by the U.S. Army, and then the game starts with you basically being interrogated by a colonel of the U.S. Army. And so the story of the game is actually Jesse Fox recollecting... It, during this interrogation, how he escaped the military base he was um hmm. on. And so it it has this it gives it this really interesting narrative trick of like Jesse will often misremember things. Right. And so like there's there's one point where he's he's talking to the guy and it's all like all it's all voice acted and Jesse has this amazing like eighties movie protagonist gravelly voice. So he's like, you know, they're talking about this guard called Mike. He's talking about this guard called Mike with a prisoner. And the the colonel's like, "So what was the prisoner's name?" And Jesse's like, "Mike." Huh? <laughs> and the colonel's like, "Wait a minute. His name was Mike as well. Don't you think that's a weird coincidence?" And Jesse's like, "Uh, actually it's Robert." <laughs> and then suddenly in the game it's like, "Thanks, Robert, for helping me with that guard kind of thing." Um the crazier thing is, so you think like, okay, the story is me recollecting this this thing to you know this colonel who's interrogating me at one point during the interrogation with the colonel, Jesse starts going like, "I don't think he believed what I was telling him, and then a female voice goes, "Well, I don't think I believe you, and it snaps to this guy Jesse driving in a car with this girl and her talking about like you know i know you've told me this story before but i just love the way you tell it so i always love to hear it and you realize that actually what's happening is you are playing through jesse recollecting to his girlfriend the story of him recollecting to this colonel the story of him escaping from this prison (laughs) um which is just wild like it's just i've i've had i've genuinely laughed out loud playing this game it is a it is an actually funny game, which can be such a, like can be so difficult to nail uh, these days. Um, I'm, I'm slightly reminded of like, there is no game just in the way it kind of plays with, with the meta expectations of story and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and having like having for the main part, you're listening to the current, kern- like the kernel will interject while you're playing the game, asking questions about what you're doing and there's this hilarious bit at the very beginning of the game when you're escaping from your cell initially, where it's like, Jesse's like, all it took to escape was a note. And the colonel's like, all right, well, where'd you get the paper from? And he's like, I got it from the, the toilet. And then in the game, you walk Jesse over and you punch the toilet until it breaks and like paper comes out. And the <laughs> colonel's like, why didn't you just pick the paper up like a normal person? Why'd you have to break the toilet? And Jesse's like, you don't understand. In prison, it's kill or be killed and I didn't want to get killed by no dirty toilet. <laughs> I was just like, all right, that's amazing. That's really set the tone for the game. Gameplay-wise, uh, I, I mean, look, I've never played the early Metal Gear Solid games, but from what I understand, it does kind of handle the same. You move, like, it's not a continuous kind of run through the this, the, the base that you're in. You move screen to screen, and more often than not, you have, like, there'll be guards or obstacles that you need to overcome, uh, the combat and the stealth aren't perfect, I wouldn't say. Like, I've definitely thought I'm being stealthy and suddenly the guards turned around and spotted me and I'm like, shit, all right, I just got to beat the crap out of him. Because you earn XP for every guard you take out without them becoming aware of your presence. Mm-hmm. And then as you level up, you get like, you know, you do more damage with your fists or you can heal yourself quicker. You get little upgrades like that. Um that being said, I think it's it's not too big a um, an issue in terms of the game. Uh, it it certainly plays fine. Essentially, I like for me the absolute star of this game is just the story and humor. Um, I'm I'm playing just to see what exactly the hell is happening. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really thoroughly enjoying this. I I would recommend you pick it up and play it, Levin's. I think you'd enjoy it as well. Like yeah, okay, cool. Just, right, if, just, if the humor hits, that's that's a big part, isn't it? Oh, I know. It's it's great. And there's just so many. Like there are there. Are, I've not managed to find one yet, but there are apparently secrets in every level. Like you you finish a stage and it'll tell you like, you got this many out of you know you got this many. XP points out of a possible 15, and there were two secrets. I've never found a secret yet, but I'm looking forward to maybe eventually doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice acting is great for what it is. It's just that very hammy kind of like game based on an 80s action movie, essentially. Uh, and it's just great to hear Jesse continually tell people that he was arrested for a crime he did. Sorry, I was arrested for a crime I didn't commit. And it's a great bit where he's like, another prisoner is like, free me. And he's like, no, you're in prison. You deserve to be here. And the guy's like, you were in prison. Yeah, I know, for a crime I didn't commit. (laughs) Well, I didn't commit the crime I committed. And then you end up just trapping him in prison forever. (laughs) It's just like, what the fuck is going on? This is fantastic. Awesome. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's this super funny, super weird great spoof of, of you know, so many, a, a classic game and classic movie genre um, cannot recommend it highly enough uh, Awesome, do you I, know what it's on? I believe, it's definitely on, like it came out on Switch, it was initially released uh, April 21st uh, this year, which would have been on PC, and it is on, apparently it's on Playstation 4 Microsoft Windows, I'm trying to get a full list, but when I click more, it just tells me metal platforms, PlayStation 4, Microsoft Windows, Xbox. It's on Vita, apparently. Cool. <laughs> Which is wild. Yeah. Uh Switch, PS5, Xbox One. So yeah, pretty much everything except Mac and Linux.
1: Damn. Sorry Linux fans.
2: It's a tough one for you, but you know, you have so many other great games to play. Play inscription
1: great 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 games uh, this week a, a whole bunch mm. of good games and uh, mm. now it's time for the best part of the the show ever is oh boy. Uh, obviously our song for Jamison. if you would like us to sing a song to you head to patreon.com all the small games not only do you get access to all of our bonus episodes including one that we'll be recording in the next week um, about SteamWorld dig 2. Um, But uh, you also uh, If you sign up for $10 You get us to sing a song about you And John, I'm going to request that you do your best Attempt at providing me with Some Neil Young-esque acoustic accompaniment (laughs) (laughs) Um... Because as we all know, Jamison uh, An older gentleman Who who decided to take a few shots at me For being a a whippersnapper Who didn't know what he was talking about And so this is my way of Making peace between us
2: Right Okay, I will do my best to give you uh, an acoustic guitar Neil Young-esque song, without having an acoustic guitar or that big a knowledge of Neil Young. <laughs> uh. Here we go. Old man, look at my switch. I'm
1: a lot like you. Old man, look at my switch. I'm a lot like.
2: You.
1: Old man, look at my switch. Streets of Rage 4, and there's so much more. Don't play Burnout Paradise. That makes me think of
2: poop. What? <laughs>
1: Uh, you don't know the song "Old Man" by Neil Young.
2: Yeah, uh, not that version of it. Okay. What's well, your be... problem with Burnout Paradise? <laughs>
1: is is it an indie game?
2: Mm, technically not, I guess.
1: So uh, it makes you think of Pooh.
2: <laughs> right there we go. <laughs> well, there you go, Jamison. There is your custom jam by the hosts of all the small games.
1: Um, and if you want, if you want uh, John, obviously you want you want John over me um, to do uh, acoustic backing for your next event. Get in touch. Um, you can find him on Twitter at 16 Tacos or Instagram using that name too. I'm at Levdog, L E V D W G. And you can find the show at uh, twitter.com slash all the small game or facebook.com it.com slash all the small games. We would love to hear from you. Uh, and you can do so, as Jamison did and many others have before, by using the email all the small games at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening this week, and we hope to see you next week too.
2: Wonderful. See you guys later. Bye.